What's up, Eagle Hackers? Welcome to the C.S. Joseph podcast. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph, naturally. And uh, sometimes Chris Taylor hosts, so that's pretty cool that uh, to have him uh, on the content creation team. We might also have uh, Samuel in the very f- near future uh, hosting the show as well. I uh, can hardly wait to uh, introduce you folks uh, to him. He's a, a fantastic INTP. Uh, unconscious developed, unconscious focused, octogram, uh, pretty fantastic fellow within the community, and also a community lead on the Discord server, which if you haven't been to the Discord server or you're not involved in the Discord server, we have over 1,100 people, going to be breaking 1,200 people, and at least 85 to 90% of them are active within like the last 24 hours, so it's a pretty like bitchin' uh, Discord server. And uh, we continue to add a lot of amazing things to it. So you might want to get involved. Uh, in particular, the uh, sexuality uh, channel is uh, quite active and uh, a lot of fun, if not uh, insanely dramatic. So I highly recommend you folks actually get involved in that because, like, you know, you might benefit. Actually, I know you benefit from it. Uh, there's so much benefit there on the Discord server. That being said, uh, today's Acolyte question is how do INFJs actually finish tasks and uh, stop avoiding uh, responsibility in their life? This is a a peculiar question. Now, you know, a lot of people would think that, you know, I would have a typical answer to this kind of question, Uh, but I'm actually going to be providing a deeper answer than I normally would for a question like this. And I know it's been a while since I've done Act Like Questions. I just got over having coronavirus. I was down for quite a while. It was horrible. Second worst flu of my life. Uh, this go around at least. Like the first go around, it really wasn't that bad. But like this go around was just entirely ridiculous. It was horrible. Uh, like the body aches and not being able to do anything. I was basically like the most worthless excuse of a human being for two weeks straight. And I had to quarantine, you know, to make sure that uh, I'm not getting John Bodine like infected and, you know, other members of the team and people within my crew up here. So I just kind of had to just disappear for a while, which is good, you know. Although I will admit, it's not like I actually like shaved or properly groomed myself since then but I'm like eh whatever who cares I'll see demon it may as well get some content filmed while I'm at it you know why not let's just let's just you know F it we'll do it live you know uh, Bill O'Reilly style you know so that's what we're gonna do that being said like how do INFJs like get over that well thing is about INFJs is like you guys gotta remember that they're lust types you know lust types like, you know, most people, like, when I say, like, lust types, you know, most people assume, like, I'm talking, you know, about something sexual, and yeah, INFJs and ESTPs as lust types, they have the highest body counts of all the types, of course, you know, they, they really do, um, they, they crave connectedness, they crave intimacy, and they're gonna, like, go, you know, almost anywhere to get those things, that's kind of, like, what they're all after, I, I get it, that's just kind of, how, like, how they live their life, I get it, 
but that's not necessarily everything there is to know about lust types per se. Not really. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that. So let's actually examine a more, well, a different interpretation or a different way to look at the deadly sin of lust first before we get on to answering this question. So another word that's synonymous with the word lust is also the word jealousy, okay? And jealousy can continue to be a problem for uh, lust types on a regular basis. Like, like I'm talking like a big problem. And if you're not careful, lust will just end up consuming you, especially from the perspective of jealousy. And jealousy really is just defined by, you know, wanting what other people have, really. It's just, it's experted sensing and an eye. Lust types really put far more emphasis on experted sensing and introverted intuition. Their perception functions from a psychological perspective, they put more emphasis on those functions than any of the other 16 types, even, even more so than INTJs, uh, more so than ENTJs. It just doesn't matter. Like, they, they really highly value expert sensing and being connected as much as they can to other people as part of being the soul temple because they're all about, you know, character and identity. And they draw their identity from being connected to other people, from extroverted sensing and expert sensing others, being impactful to others, giving people memorable experiences so that they could be remembered so that and then people would be willing to stick around or even potentially seek them out and seek out connection with them, right? That's that's what ESTPs and INFJs both get off on. The thing is is that when it comes to jealousy, jealousy is really just another way of saying introverted intuition and expert sensing from a cognitive axis point of view. It really is. Because it's like I want, which is NI, I want what they have or what you have, SE expert sensing. I want what they have. I want what they have. I want what they have. Now, most people conflate jealousy with, um, with, uh, uh, envy, but it goes a little bit more because once, once the jealous person actually obtains exactly what they want, they exhibit an extreme amount of control, a, a form of control that's on the same level or akin to, uh, the word ownership, right? So they feel like they own that thing. And it's all about ownership, right? And they can't part with that thing that they got after wanting it for so long because they feel entitled to it. They feel like they own it. And anyone who is like getting in the way of them owning that, that can be like a serious problem. So jealousy, jealousy ends up defining the life of an INFJ and an ESTP on a consistent basis. They are they're so insanely jealous and they often just can't let go of it. This is well, some of the reasons why out of the 16 types, even though they end up having the highest uh, number of sex partners with like other people, they often end up becoming serial monogamous because they just want to like, quote, own their partner basically. And they focus on that one person's investment within them. And it's just something that they can't let go of on a consistent basis. They just can't let go. And they don't, they don't want to let go. And I'm not saying it's, it's a good thing for them not to let go. I mean, it's fine. I mean, human beings were not exactly made to let go of one another, let's be honest. And of course, it's easy for a heart temple crusader like myself to actually say that. 
yeah, sure, it's pretty easy. But at the end of the day, you know, that jealousy ends up becoming a huge, huge problem. But jealousy ends up having an opposite effect as well. Like if you were gonna look at the reverse of jealousy, especially within the context of a sexual relationship, you know, having that insane amount of ownership or whatever, it also has a, an interesting opposite to it. And that opposite is basically, it, it manifests in a number of ways. One of the ways is, is like when, um, I mean, these people are so afraid of failure. They're so afraid of failing uh, that they end up believing that they're no longer entitled to the ownership of the person, place, or thing that they lusted after previously or that they were jealous about previously. And because of expert feeling, they no longer feel, there are times that as a result of their own failure, they feel like they no longer deserve that person. And that's why there's these people are actually so afraid of failure in their life. They're trying to run away from failure. They don't wanna have anything to do with failure. Failure continues to be a problem for them. Failure, basically, and fear of failure, this anxiety basically rules these people's lives and they just can't get away from it. And you know, if they're not even willing to admit that, well, you probably shouldn't have them in their life because they're definitely lacking maturity. In, like, would I like recommend that these people actually be in your life as a result? No, probably not. So, but they end up feeling like they don't deserve it. So like, for example, let's say like an INFJ, you know, here's, here's one of the ways that INFJs hella shirk responsibility in their life. They feel like if they fail, ESTPs do this too, but like, they feel like if they fail, that they'll end up like having this problem where it's like, okay, hey, you know, I don't deserve this person anymore. Uh, I really messed them up. I really failed. I broke something. I broke something that brought to them. Maybe I broke their heart. Maybe I, you know, I, I broke something. I did something wrong. So what they end up doing is they end up withdrawing. They end up withdrawing entirely. And they end up leaving. They end up escaping. They end up running away. And these are the types, lust types, they just have this big problem with like running away from their problems. And it's like the most annoying thing in the world, how they run away from their problems. And it's basically like the worst form of shirking responsibility I have experienced in my life. And as well as the worst form of shirking responsibility that like I've observed in my life. Like I really struggle with it. Like it's disgusting to me. It's entirely disgusting how lust types do this. So based on that, like oftentimes, you know, people don't even realize like how this actually comes into play. Because here's the thing, let's say they mess up, let's say they fail. And then they run, and let's say they failed you in your relationship, right? And they fucking, they, they just take off. They just take off. They, they take off, they go, they go elsewhere. They've moved on. And uh, it's like, okay, what? But you're the one who caused the problem. Why do you get the reward of running away? Running away from your problems and leaving me here, you know, in the ditch that you put me into to pick up the pieces on my own? That's entirely ridiculous. And this is a consistent problem that I see with ESTPs and INFJs on a regular basis. It would be nice if they had the self-respect, if they had the integrity, if they actually had the character uh, as people to actually stick around and take the responsibility necessary to actually fix what they broke and actually fix their mistake. I mean, these are the people that, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, they absolutely love hearing it when their partner or their would-be partner tells them, hey, you know, if you ever mess up, I'll always give you first right of remedy. I mean, so I'll always give you the opportunity to fix it. 
I won't just arbitrarily abandon you because you messed up. Oh, they love hearing that. But here's the thing. You may give them that opportunity, but they're not likely to actually take you up on that, which is frustrating and gross and ridiculous if you make that commitment for them. Because then they just like, oh, it's just easier for them to, you know, go after the, uh, the low-hanging fruit of life and then just run away and go the other direction. Oh, my God. Annoying. So annoying. Especially, like, when you're a hard temple crusader and then you, like, uh, invest so much in these people and then they just run. And it's like, wow. Okay, apparently my investment doesn't matter. Oh, you don't feel good enough to stick around? Oh. Oh, you're shirking responsibility? Oh. You're too afraid to actually face your problems. You're too afraid to face your mistakes. You're too afraid to face your failures. Yeah, you are definitely not somebody I should be committed to. Yeah, you should be out of my life because you're not even a person anymore at that point. And it's funny because they create this self-fulfilling prophecy where they will treat people like this because they already reject themselves. And they're so external, they're so people-pleasing, they literally tack on their identity based on the level of feedback they receive from other people in their life, especially their lovers. But then they want to, quote, get ahead of it. They want to get ahead of it and leave you before you leave them because they failed. Even though you made the commitment to them uh, to fix it, uh, to give them the opportunity to fix it in the uh, eventual time that they do mess up. This is one of the reasons why ESTPs and INFJs, you know, like, they need to be around people, especially have sexual relationships with people who (laughs) are strong enough to stick around when they fail. Because they will fail. It's inevitable. They can't help it. They will fail. They're not perfect. They're striving to be perfect, which is ridiculous to me. But that's what they do. They strive to be perfect, and it's kind of annoying. But they do it. And they're like, okay, yeah, hey, you know, I'm striving to, like, you know, be normal. I'm striving to be perfect. And then, like, but then I fail because they they will fail eventually. You know, this is why I always tell people, you know, especially, like, women that come into my life. It's like, okay, look, I need you to be, like, raw and real because, like, you trying to be perfect. It just reminds me of, like, all the problems that I've ever had in my whole life relating to lust types. And it's just like, oh, my God, you guys are trying so hard to be perfect. But, like, you're not. And then because you weren't perfect and you fail you just run away and you leave me in the dust to pick up the pieces you know what's so interesting about that you know what's really interesting about that lust types don't even realize they don't realize that if there is like a problem like for example take an ISTJ the ESTP golden pair or take the ENFP the INFJ golden pair so these are the wrath types so take the wrath types like Look, let me tell you something about wrath types, ESTPs and INFJs, but especially INFJs because this is an INFJ question. Let me tell you something about wrath types. Let me tell you the secret of wrath types. Wrath types don't care if you know what you're doing. Wrath types don't care if you even know how to solve the problem. Maybe you're running away because you don't actually know how to solve your own failure. Maybe that's why you're running away. But here's the thing. They don't care. They don't care if you know what to do. They just don't want you to leave. See, from their perspective is that they don't want to have to face a problem by themselves. They're affiliative, after all. They want to be on a team, and then all of a sudden their teammate leaves them because they failed, and then they also don't know how to fix because they're shirking their responsibility. Great. See, wrath types need to know that lust types are still going to stick around, even if the lust types don't even have any clue on how to solve the problem that they caused. Have no clue. Well, guess what? 
that's okay. Because regardless of lust types being the cause of the problem, wrath types don't like facing problems by themselves. It's just nice to have somebody else with them in the ditch to help them figure it out and be willing to walk the journey to actually figure out those problems. That's what it's all about. That's how wrath types are. Wrath types don't expect you to know the solution to the problem. They just know that together they'll be able to figure it out with you, the lust type, with you, the INFJ. So like, stop trying to be perfect. They don't even want you to be perfect. They don't even care if you even know how to solve the problem. They just want someone else in the ditch with them to help them figure it out and to be on their team. That's all they care about. They care about the journey. They don't care about the outcome or the certainty that you're going to be able to solve the problem. Anyway, it's this phenomenon, which is ultimately what causes INFJs and ESTPs to be irresponsible in their life because they spend more time running away from their problems instead of actually facing their problems. That's literally it. That's literally it. So how does an INFJ get over being super irresponsible? And this also counts for uh, ESTPs. How does that happen? Well, by facing your problems head on. And guess what? You don't have to do it by yourself. SPs were made for affiliative types, so SPs are technically not supposed to be mega pragmatic when it comes to problem solving and try to do everything on their own. And INFJs are already affiliative as is anyway. They want to be on a team anyway. So how about you guys like let go of your pride and actually be willing to uh, ask for help or have people nearby when you're actually solving problems. Let go of your pride. Let go of your need to like outperform everyone because the reality of the situation is you can't. You really can't. And it's hubris for you to think otherwise to the point where it's kind of gross and disgusting because of your hubris. See what I'm saying? So like, don't be that person. Like, Grow up. Recognize that it's not your job to do it all on your own. I mean, we are human. Humans are made for a relationship. No human being is supposed to do this life 100% alone. Even God, the creator, said, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. That's why he created woman, that which was taken from man, for men. So, if that's the creator's perspective, uh, what business do we have thinking otherwise? Like, this is why the pursuit of perfection is, like, actually stupid. And it's funny how lust types, out of all of the 16 types, are the ones that pursue perfection the most. To the point where it's disgusting and gross and off-putting. And they just need to, like, calm and cool their jets. Like, seriously, cool your jets. You don't have to, like, you don't have to be, like, doing that and have that pressure your whole life. Because no one cares. No one cares if you even know how to solve the problem. It's so funny to me, like, especially, like, when I'm in a relationship with 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 lust types they're like oh you're always expecting me to know the solution to the problem they start complaining about that and it's like no actually i don't i'm actually kind of a little bit like those uh stjs and those nfps who don't actually have that expectation si users a lot more easygoing than you realize it's just you know i'm an entp when that means just i'm intimidating af i get it but thing is is that i don't know everything but eventually i'll figure it out I'd rather have someone nearby to help me or figure it out with me. That way I'm not condemned to being just as alone as you folks are. Lust types, the ESTP, the INFJ, the most lonely of the types. Well, the reason why they're so lonely is because of their jealousy or crap like this, or they just run away from their problems and shirk responsibility instead of facing it head on. So anyway, folks, thanks for watching. 
and I'll see you guys in the next episode.